the epiphany uh, on your face. Uh, that's no moon. It's a space station. That sorry. That that's the new Ben and Jerry's flavor. That's no moon. That's a space station. No, it's boots on the moon, dog. Let's talk about Star Wars. <laughs> perfect segue (laughs) what did we review this week a new hope why did we do it because there's nothing new (laughs) to hope for so that hurts get get ready get ready for this and then i love you i know get ready for the next three weeks because (sighs) anyways i'm not gonna do the whole thing don't do it man you probably blew out somebody's (laughs) eardrum I did that for the next five minutes. Oh, God. Look at checking our listenership numbers and see exactly the point where people stop listening. I'm going to reckon it would be that point. Well, mark it. Um, But yeah, so this is the first time I've actually rewatched A New Hope in quite some time. Really? I once watched it to impress a girl. Did you? And you're like, I know Star Wars. They got lightsabers and shit. I went to this thing called a blockbuster. Do you know Darth Vader? Luke Skywalker's father mm-hmm. met met him. Before. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil that for anyone for next week's episode. Yeah, we get to see two old dudes touch each other with lightsabers, they touch each other's tips, and then they, they try to poke shuffle, at each other awkwardly, shuffle around for a little bit. Yeah, don't they? Man, we've come a long way since 1977, haven't we? Yes. Do you think this movie is what sparked like the? It's kind uh, of big budget movies. It's kind of hard to believe because. So here's here's something that I was had in mind because I kind of watched this, but we wa- both watched this on Disney Plus, and this was the first time we kind of first time I've seen this in a while, and I kind of watched this with a little bit more critical mindset because in my head, the way that I would rank my Star Wars films, this is my third favorite, I think. What's your first favorite? Uh, the Empire, Empire Strikes Back is. What's my, your What's your second favorite? The Last Jedi. Oh, so you're is, just all about the is, original trilogy. Which it, Last Jedi is uh, the one that everybody hates. What is your least favorite one? Attack of the Clones. Perfect. Or Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Perfect. Both of, the, both of those are kind of tied for last, in my opinion. One we haven't reviewed. <laughs> um, but yeah, and honestly, yeah. So the, I, I, coming back to this, it, it's time to look at this with a little bit more critical mindset because, again, I haven't watched this in a while and I know that Yes, this is a movie from 1977. It is sort of a product of its time. But the, one of the things that stood out to me was how slow starting this was. We, I wrote down, we do not see Luke Skywalker until about 20 minutes into this movie. <laughs> we don't need that, bitch. Fuck him. <laughs> we don't see Han Solo until about 45 minutes into this. Well, that's... And- kind of acceptable because he's like the wild guy he is you know, the like kind you of like run into him he's like whoa yeah. i'm shooting guns <laughs> like he I've was a, in the other movie i've got a wookie what do you what do you have to think about you, that you want to touch my wookie i can talk i can talk to him he can't talk to you what do you think about that mm-hmm. spent a lot of time with him maybe we hung out in prison together we did time together remember that remember that from solo when we're in that muddy pit i do recall that wrestling <laughs> yes i do recall that, that. was 20 years 10 years ago maybe where I, you remember when I aged 25 years in 10 years? How about when Obi-Wan Kenobi ages 45 years in 20 years? Well, that Tatooine son, you need some SPF 14,000. Some people <laughs> just ain't got the genetics, man. Some I, people just ain't got the genetics. Yeah. Obi-Wan, surely that his time in the desert was not kind to him. Hey. I, I, I want to see people I, retire to Florida. They that, don't look any better. That Obi-Wan right? series on Disney plus. I'm interested to see how they handle his transition from Ewan McGregor into old man. River. <laughs> old man river. That's the word you was looking for. 
but Ryan, you've 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 obviously seen this multiple. Everyone's seen the first Star Wars, and by the first Star Wars, I'm talking, of course, about Episode Four, which also never as, makes sense to me. Also I just known want to say as the first Star one. Wars, because maybe we'll call this a New Hope, maybe we won't. But they added that title on after very after the fact. <laughs> well, this is the first one. Let's just be blunt about it. I grew up in a world before. With the original trilogy. And that's all there was when you heard Star Wars. Yeah, back in my day, you used to have to walk up the hill and the snow both ways. And we also, only had you only had three Star, Star Wars. Wars movies. Hell. You had a bunch of action figures, a couple really bad books, and that was it as far as Star Wars was concerned. You accepted it and you <laughs> liked it. You liked it, Jake. We didn't have no Jar Jar Binks. No. We didn't have no fucking... We had Jabba the Hood. Little kid Anakin Skywalker. Nah, we had his old <laughs> ass, Darth Vader. <laughs> so apparently yeah well we'll get to that in a little bit but yeah apparently yeah. he was only like 48 years old when he died but the actor that played him in that last scene 78 well that motherfucker <laughs> looked every bit of it yep. too because he was fucking old to be fair had a hard life especially you know, the second half of it <laughs> you know space will fuck you Especially when your best friend chops your arms and legs off and leaves you for dead next to some lava. Well, you know, sometimes you just got to leave people to die, especially if they had a rat tail. You know, <laughs> I, I you never trust anybody with a ponytail. That was really the reason he did that. Or a rat tail. <laughs> a rat tail, especially. Be like, listen, you killed all these kids, Anakin, and I had a problem with that. But that fucking mullet really pushed me over the edge. Hey, <laughs> sometimes. Knock, knock. Who's there? You're dead. <laughs> yeah. There goes your arms and legs, kid. Mm-hmm. Anyways, watching this now, what did you think? Honestly, what are your impressions of it, Ryan? Because on it, I think I have, we've seen this movie already. We've seen it, this. What was the times, uh, what was the one uh, the new one, the very first new one called The Force Awakens? Yeah, The Foreskin Awakens. Pretty much the same thing, right? Not is good. The Force Awakens is not as good as this. But oh, The Force Can Awaken to the, me. The plot points, incredibly similar. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Um, and, and, you know, Skywalker is pretty much uh, Ray's name at the end. Sorry, I don't know where I was going with that. Proceed. Sorry. <laughs> well, let's talk about the, this movie. But yeah, um, watching this again, I think I had, maybe it was just the mood I was in, but this didn't hold up as much for me as I was expecting it to. Well, this is the warm up, and and a lot of and there's a lot of reasons for that. And I think this was obviously incredibly groundbreaking at this time for any number of reasons. the The story it was trying to tell, the this the episodic nature of it, the fact that you were joining something where the story was basically already in progress, and a brother and sister got it on. They kissed multiple times in this movie, which I forgot about. Yeah. Yeah, they be fucking. It's even weird that George Lucas was like waited till three movies in where he's like related. <laughs> why did they not? Why have they not related. cut that part off? Right, you know they didn't After cut all the, the stuff that he went back and changed, like the shooting left. first and stuff like that. It's like, well, we can keep Which in we'll the get into, uh, we'll get ancestry stuff, McClunky McClunky of the <laughs> who shot who. Ugh. This fucking dumbest debate that's gone on for years and years. Like, does anybody really care that hardcore? Does anyone care? We all know Han shot first because he's a murderer. He's well, kind he, of a bad person. He is a bad person. Well, maybe he he's just a is drug a drug dealer shooter. You know, I've done things pre pre early. 
before other people wanted it to happen. <laughs> and I was pretty sorry for most of it. I did the Kessel runs in less parsecs than people would have preferred, but hey, you know. YOLO. <laughs> YOLO. YOLO. Um, some of the notes I wrote down, it was interesting that I think that George Lucas in the, he, in some of the interviews he's given, he said that R2 and 3PO are supposed to be the narrators for all of the Star Wars movies, which is why they're kind of in, in them. Um, but it is interesting that this movie spends so much time with them at the very beginning. There was a piece of artwork I saw a couple of years ago and it was someone that uh, made, it was artwork. They did a Star Wars, but it was Star Wars. If you'd only watched the first 20 minutes, it was just R2 and 3PO walked around the desert. <laughs> and I thought that was incredible. And it was something I hadn't thought about to that point. To what, this movie is a very, very slow starter. Like it starts with this climactic battle in space. Like in 1977, that had to look incredible to look at like this alien planet and these giant ships flying over it and the, the big ship chasing after the little one and then them boarding and fuck stormtroopers actually shoot some people this time. What? They, you know, they fire their guns and actually hit a couple people. <laughs> they were in a very crowded hallway, so I guess they could have just it could have bounced Fish in off. A barrel. It could have bounced off around enough times that they, they took out enough of them. And then they but, come down to two sex slave robots indeed i think it's still a lot of this movie still looks incredible i think a lot of it still holds up but there's some other parts namely anytime they're flying in the cockpit of the millennium falcon and things are getting a little turbulent or just um, the outside whenever they like go yeah, hyperspeed just it's like it's not not great dots turn into lines yeah it that part's not great i think i've actually seen where they were there's this behind the scenes thing where people are standing outside the cockpit and just like actually holding it up and shaking it where it'd be like oh we're in the asteroids now and he's just <laughs> that like, vending just, machine stole my money yeah they're just bouncing around <laughs> it's like oh fuck there's some asteroids here there's supposed to be a planet here right <laughs> um this was always my favorite version of C-3PO and the fact that he was not incredibly annoying yet, maybe to a lot of people. But I think that one of my the one of the reasons I had a special relationship with this movie in particular was because I was introduced to this when the special editions came out. And my mom was like, hey, Star Wars is a thing. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go. To, let's go to Taco Bell so I can get action figures. And that was how I was mm. introduced to this. So I was already a product of that militant Star Wars marketing to children and Taco Bell. Star Wars is all has always been about selling a lot of toys to kids. And Let me man, ask if you. They were, had perfected that formula by 97. <laughs> What's your favorite thing from Taco Bell? A menu item. Yeah. Um, um, what, what, what else would quesadilla. you get? Quesadilla. Quesadilla. I've always been a, always been a big fan of the quesadilla. Oh, yes. I like the Doritos Locos Tacos as well. Oh, that was when a I was a meat eater, I was big big deal. That, I ate all so of them. They did the Doritos one, and then they did the Cool Ranch one, which did was it? even bigger. Hit. And then the Hot Fire one, whatever the purple one is. Honestly, nothing makes me think about my childhood more than this combination of flavors. The cinnamon twists they used to have. Oh yeah, fucking great. The the weird nachos and not and plasticky nacho cheese that they had as well mm, i didn't do that definitely did that every time Ugh, the burps you would have after eating that just brings me back straight back to the 90s something oh, about Christ. that taco bell purple and that nacho cheese just makes me just brings me back to a different time and place give me the Baja brings blast. me back to a time before i'd even seen the first star wars 
Gross. A long time ago in a Taco Bell far, far away, Ryan. That's when it all started for me. That's, That's probably the, the one in Kernersville, wasn't it? It exactly was. Plenty yeah. of memories from that one, which we'll Eat get into in a, another episode, maybe. How do you like your tacos? Soft or hard? Hard. Okay. Um, when I make them at home, soft shell, though. Oh. I have a problem toasting taco shells at home and that I have I've had several accidents to where one side is just completely black and burnt and unedible and the other one is not uh not touched at all. I'm trying to figure out how that happened. Yeah, they that shit with a fork dog. Yeah, I don't I don't even know. I don't taco salad. Um Darth Vader when he first shows up. I know this had to be like a big big moment for people. But the thing that was almost was really distracting for me in this movie was how asymmetrical his helmet was. And that you look at, I have one right here. And yes. You see that everything is equal on both sides. Yes. His helmet in this movie is not. Did I pay attention to that? All. No, I did not. No. Also, the lenses were red instead of black. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can actually see David Prowse's eyes underneath the helmet. Did you hear times. his voice? Like it, the actual uh, guy's voice before they added James Earl? Yes. I've seen the behind the scenes stuff. And not they, that they good. Them. Well, I think that they, they were really, right. They did him dirty and that they, I guess George Lucas and the entire production team led him to believe that he was going to be, he, he was physically going to be in the movie, but also his dialogue was going to be used. Well, maybe they thought that. But and then he when they heard it, they're like, nah, real heavy Cockney acts, English Cockney accent. And I think on set, the joke was that they called him Darth farmer instead. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's yeah, a that's little real, fucked up, man. Yeah, that is fucked up. But anyways, they replaced his voice with James Earl Jones and didn't, apparently didn't tell David Prowse about it until the actual premiere. So he's oh, sitting, by there, the way. sitting there and he steps on screen. And the first time he hears Darth Vader speak, it's James Earl Jones and not himself. Who was a better choice for that? Obviously a better choice, but David Prowse was a huge man and, and physically definitely is did know, he come back for the sequels yeah he was in all, all of the original trilogy. oh well i guess it didn't hurt him that bad yeah we'll get into that once we get to return of the jedi a little behind the scenes stuff that kind of happened with that oh goody yeah i don't even know that <laughs> namely the part where they take the helmet off and they chose a different actor well, like they damn you get fucked left and right and they filmed that scene without telling him <laughs> And he's only supposed to be 48 years old, but he's 78 years yeah, old. The actor was uh, actually, uh, yeah. Man, space 70s. will rip you apart. Um, I just spilled beer on my lap. Yep. Like I remember my first beer. Like I, Grandpapa. Actually missed most of my most. <laughs> most of my. All right. What's we're going to cut you Smash, off. Smash Brothers is Marth. Marth. Yeah. I missed Marth of my mouth when I did. Anyways. I don't know you, and it was good Good to see you again. Yes, Thank you. Exactly. Still we need to see other people. Still good, I reckon. Um, yeah, that was it, was it was distracting for me, honestly. And I think you notice that when, when you stream something in a much higher quality, like 4K, especially when you're like, I wonder what this movie from 1977 looks like in 4K. But you really starts to see, you really start to see some of the seams really becoming more and more obvious. Yeah. That was really obvious. And a lot of the costuming Darth Vader's costume, I think they improved quite a bit in subsequent films, but this first one Not kind so of looks baggy. It's a little more limited budget at that point. It looks baggy and weird. And the helmet is all like misshapen. And for some reason, the eyes you can see, it was distracting to be able to see through his, 
helmet and see his actual eyes underneath. Well, you know, the man's got eyeballs. Well, yes, but also he's a human being. When you are this murderous, intimidating death machine, for some reason, having your eyes covered or not being able to see him just kind of adds to that, that allure behind it. And when you can see like, I don't know, it just kind of, it, it breaks it a little bit, but the stormtroopers armor looks incredibly like it looks like the kind of stuff you'd be able to buy at Halloween town or fucking the, one of the Halloween shops now wouldn't surprise me. That looks like what they were kind of that, what they're wearing in this movie looks like what they sell in one of those shops for like 30 bucks. Now, does it surprise you that this movie took off after what you've seen of this first? Because I think you have to go back and look at what was popular at the time. And it was so different. It was so well done. And that, yes, it is still kind of a, a time capsule in the way that the progression of the story and that it's very slow. Like this movie is two hours, just over two hours long, but it takes its time to really get into the actual action of this. Like this movie is an, almost an hour takes place before we're actually into space. We leave Tatooine. And it's like, oh, we're going to Alderaan. Oh, wait, there's asteroids. There's the Death Star. No! We got a princess to rescue. Let's, we got to make out with her. Yeah. Especially if I'm her brother. Yeah. There's that weird scene in the cockpit where he's like, what do you think of the princess? And he's like, oh, uh, no, no, uh, no fucking money's worth this. And he's like, good. I bet she's not related to me at all. <laughs> well, you know, that stepbrother stuff and stepsister stuff in the porn world is really taking off. So this is right up that alley. <laughs> Indeed, it would be. Um. Yeah, it's it, it is I I kind of I really did forget how slow starting and how slow of a burn this is. Like it takes its time to get into this story. It's very incredibly plotting. Like there's a small battle at the beginning and then we spend 20 minutes with R2 and 3PO walking around the desert. Sex then slavin. You, then you meet Luke Skywalker, then he's like Hey, come on in the shack he's down here. Really whiny and irritating in this movie. He's like, oh, but I was going to go to town to buy some of the fucking shit. He was he's a like, child. He, he's like 19. <laughs> he was a child. Do you remember being 19, Jake? And then I really, just want to smoke a, p- cigarettes and drink beer with my friends. Yeah, that's exactly what my childhood was like. Yeah. It really makes Hayden Christensen's acting choices kind of almost seem intentional in, subs- in the prequels where he's like whiny and irritating. Like, oh, I'm <laughs> Oddly enough, I watched uh, Honest go, Trailers before this. <laughs> gotta go murder some sand people. And that's exactly what they said. This <laughs> is exactly the point that, and it's true though, because it's something, they're bringing up a point there that you kind of forget about. Because I think a lot of people have rose-tinted glasses about the original trilogy. It's like, this is what Star Wars is supposed to be. And it's like, when you try to, I've seen this movie a million times, and I tried to examine it a little bit more critically this time. And a lot of this stuff is you can poke holes in it. Like, yes, it is, you know, silly. And these movies are kind of made for kids, but also adults get incredibly butthurt over them. And this is a, a well, compar- yeah. apparently a pillar stone of their, their childhood. And for, you know, for good reason. Well, if anybody ruined the Ninja Turtles, I just come kill them. Exactly. Looking at you rise, the teenage Mutant so Ninja I, Turtles. I, like I said, I tried to examine this more critically. There's a lot of like kind of funny details that I noticed that I hadn't actually focused on before since i've know you know the the actual 
you know, plot of this and storyline and stuff back and forwards. I tried to focus on stuff happening in the background that I hadn't paid attention to before. When the droids are being sold in front of the farm, 3PO basically just walks away. And I don't even know if he turns around and looks at R2. Like, was he really just going to not like leave him behind? There? Doesn't at some point they, <laughs> he says something about you being my best friend to R2. Yes, in like the ninth movie. <laughs> yeah, it took a while to get there, but you know. But they were going to buy that other one, and then it blew up. And then there's been like fan theories about that. Like, oh, that droid's force sensitive. And Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but I just love the fact that he's just like, well, I guess I'm being sold to this person now. So guess I believe it. <laughs> Open your holes there, boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Um, so when they're so when they buy 3PO and R2, R2 plays him that little snippet of message. He's like, Hey, here's Princess Leia. And he's like, Oh my god, Princess Leia. And R2 and R2 tells 3PO to tell Luke that hey, if he takes this tell rest- Master Luke. If he takes this restraining bolt off, I can play more of the message. And so he does, and then he doesn't. And then Luke's like, oh, I'm gonna go eat some dinner. Then after R2 bolts, just leaves, just just leaves the place. All right. And we're good. And that was something that I hadn't noticed before that he tells him to take the bolt off. And then as soon as he leaves, he just leaves. He leaves the farm. He just makes goes back sense to, to the me. desert. And is <laughs> it really like, a farm? Because I mean, it's here. pretty much all desert. They're farming moisture. So whatever They're that farming moisture, whatever that means, <laughs> you think you, if you were going to farm, you think you'd pick somewhere other than a planet where the entire thing is desert. But can you get off sand. it? I don't know. I Yeah. Well, he just heads out in the desert and was like, I guess I'm going to I'm going to go look for Ben Kenobi or I'm going to kill myself by rolling off the side of a mountain. Like it doesn't really matter at this point. YOLO. But you dumb. YOLO live once. But I got you. You dumbass Luke Skywalker. I told you to take it off. And then I didn't play the message. And then I left. I just, well, I just you gotta left. Come find me. <laughs> so that was something I hadn't noticed before. I was like, that's actually really funny that he tricked him into doing that. It just bolted. Billy nine. <laughs> well, maybe he got tired of the kid crying the whole time. And he's like, he's like, like, we need oh, to get the fuck out of here. I ain't trying to hear this shit. I ain't got no kids. I ain't like, trying to have no kids. Yeah. We know, we know, we know. asked him what planet he's on. He's like, well, if you're in a planet that's, the, if there's a bright center of the universe, you're on the planet that's farthest away from it. False. The Emperor is hiding out on a shadowy smoke planet that's even further away. Bum, bum, bum. Anyways. Spoiler alert, Jake. God. Un- it's in the uncharted territory. God, man. It's hard. It is kind of hard to believe the different directions that Star Wars has branched off after this. Who knows where we're going next? We're going to go to Cloud City. We're going to go to Hoth. That's where we're going next, specifically. Wow. Um, Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when they go to the canteen. So, yeah, some shit happens. Uh, uh, People get shot. Luke Skywalker's parents, they get burned, or not parents, his step parent, his aunt, uncle get burned alive. Uh, that part always scared me as a kid. They get their charred bodies. They're all fucked up and distended. Paul Walker, just, we're looking at you. Yeah, <laughs> Just charred to death. That part scared me as a kid. And I paid attention to that part. And there's one skeleton that's face down. And there's another one that's completely like spread eagle, just thrown over like a pile of garbage. Just yeah. all the skin and hair burnt off. I was like, that is actually kind of horrific looking. <laughs> yeah. No wonder that all part always scared me as a kid. Anyways, he's like, hey. 
I'm I'm gonna hang out with you, Obi Wan. I mean Ben Kenobi. It's interesting that you're a wanted criminal, but you only changed one of your names. And <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't want to change too much because you want people to know. But at the same time, but also, you want to be different where you don't get caught. Never any qu- He's like, I'm looking for a guy named Obi Wan, and but your name's Ben. He's like, well, three that's letters. That's that's me. I just. God, wow, <laughs> wow, kid! Like I, you fucking hope with the galaxy, and you, you couldn't figure this out. Anyways, R2 well, doesn't that happen like every time? Everybody's always doubtful of like the protagonist. Everybody like, lies oh, to Luke work. Skywalker. This whole series is people just telling him lies and him believing it up to a certain you point. You gotta get him to where he needs to be. <laughs> you know he's the next hope. They're just manipulating him left and right. Him and Yoda. They're, nobody tells him the truth until he's... Welcome to the real world. <laughs> I, it kind of makes me feel bad for him that everybody just lies to him constantly. <laughs> I feel nothing for the kid. He's made it in nine movies. Well, six movies. Six movies, yeah. Or seven, if you it doesn't matter. We don't even count that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, "All right, well, sell you speeder. We're going to Alderaan. I guess you're going to be a Jedi. Anyways, I guess you're going. This is this is your father's do it. He's really blasé about the whole thing. He's like, "You should be a Jedi, Luke." And he's like, "Okay." No. He's like, "I got to go back to the farm." Well, I guess my aunt and uncle are dead. So my grandma was spread eagle. Uh, my grandpa who's face down ass up yeah we don't know you know how that's the way he liked to fuck <laughs> maybe no definitely this is a universe with blue milk so anything is possible oh yeah they were probably eating ass on that planet long before it was popular here which I, I listened farming to the-, the moisture out of the air on oh, this yeah. dry planet oh yeah dry planet gotta get that farming. gotta work that planet <laughs> to some moistness gotta make that planet moist so they got they, you did. <laughs> I love the introduction of Han Solo in this and how laid back he is. He's he's so cool. He's just yeah. hanging out. Duh. He's hanging out in the bar. He's like, I got a ship. How fast do you want to go? Now like, fuck this Wookiee over here fast. about twenty five times. Yeah. Um, I love that Obi Wan's like, hey, we need to keep a low profile in it. And yet at the first sign of trouble, he pulls out his lightsaber and slices a dude's arm off. Basically, he's the reason that their cover is blown because there's stormtroopers come in there and like, who hey, cut this dude's arm off? The, yeah. <laughs> what the hell happened here? You, told, you, were still literally, you literally told him to like, hey, don't cause a bunch of trouble. And he's like, a guy like shoves Luke, just lightly shoves Luke. And he's like, all right, I'm taking the lightsaber out. It's been too long. It's <laughs> been a while sure. since I cut a man. <laughs> cut this guy's Gotta do it. in the middle of this crowded bar you know i'm not hating on him. <laughs> he does not care you gotta reserve also the right. i'm assuming that obi-wan and luke know each other for about what seems like four hours in, <laughs> before he dies it, it's a very short amount of time and then he was like all butthurt about it too so we haven't even talked about princess leia yet Weird yeah, vo- we have about weird- Luke Skywalker kissing well, up on his sister. Weird voice in this. You think so? Fair. Not as weird as her uh, sequel trilogy voice, but also the, whatever accent oh. she was, I'm assuming, directed to do in this movie. It's like a mixture of it's it's like an American trying to do an almost British accent to where it's like you're supposed to sound fancy. 
but certain words just don't quite. It's just a weird. Oh, you fancy, huh? She doesn't sound like that in the other two movies. She talks like Carrie Fisher, like normally, but whatever accent she was putting on in this to appear like high royalty or princess, it's it's weird. It's so strange to listen to because it does. I didn't notice it. It's it's if you pay attention to the next two movies and how she sounds completely different. And obviously the sequel trilogy, because she sounds completely different again because of, well, multiple reasons. Let's say 30 years of uh, smoking hard drugs and, you know, lots, lots of. <laughs> yeah, other stuff. she sounded like a man. <laughs> she was like, hey, uh, she had a very, very, very raspy voice. But in yeah, this, you want a hand job? Very, very much kind of plucked out of obscurity. Only 19 years old when she filmed this. And I know kind of incredible. Um, uh, kind of hot, too. <laughs> Did you have a crush on Princess Leia? I don't know if I ever did. I think I was a little bit. I think we've both talked about how Natalie Portman was like one of the first ones. <laughs> yeah. But in this, I was, I think I was too young to, to really oh, I have, have equated that. I but, was Boner City. Yeah. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? That's beat up. Why Maybe. would, why would, why would, which you I don't that? understand why, like, the, how does the armor fit on you if you're different sizes? Didn't quite, didn't quite understand. Because that. it was baggy. And they got it from the Halloween store, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, apparently, you know, some fun trivia. The one line where uh, Luke says, I can't even see in this helmet was apparently just him talking on on set. <laughs> oh, really? About, he was complaining about the the costuming. And so they Mark Hamill was yeah, a just, little complainer, too. Yeah, exactly. So they just put that in the movie. <laughs> They're like, this completely fits with the character. <laughs> Unscripted dialogue. We're going to put it in. He's come a long way, hasn't he? He has. He's a much he's a much better actor now. And I think voice actor mostly. Yeah. He's very, very accomplished now. And even I think The Last Jedi, like as much as divisive as that movie is, I think probably one of his better performances in a Star Wars. And that is his character is just I don't know, it's just well performed, well acted. I think he's he's grown a lot. Do you recall another his. movie besides any Star Wars movies that he was in that he's not been in too much? I think it's it's he was kind in of, Jay and Silent Bob. He was in one yeah, of those. He's done a lot of um you know, a lot of voice work, obviously the Joker in the animated Batman series for yep. a long time. He's done some like history channel, like I don't know what exactly or history channel discovery, he done some like voice narrating, like just random documentaries. Probably about stuff. space shit. Yeah, but not not a lot of um not a lot of stuff. He's been a very g- generally private person. Um, not done a whole taken on a whole lot of acting gigs. I can assume he's made plenty of money from his stint in Star Wars. That he might not necessarily he might be in the position to where he can just choose what he wants to do and doesn't really need the money. You know. <laughs> yeah, I would so, think that was probably. A, I mean, he should have quite a bit of money just even going and doing like the like comic cons and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, I you could do that forever. He's, uh, he is a person that is a big fan of like comics in general. So he kind of fits into that, that culture and he understands oh. why people get like, you know, obsessed with it. But I, I think he's, 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 he's grown 68 beyond years it. old. Yeah. He's grown beyond it, but he's got a respect for people that have, you know, grown up with this and he's always, you know, kind of been a person that has, uh, has a lot of time for fans and stuff. So it's, that's nice to see, but, his performance in this is is com- honestly just about completely outshone by Harrison Ford, who's clearly one of the best actors in this movie, and, and uh, really big carry, dick Rick carries Blair. it um, in a, in a lot of ways. I mean, he's just so like 
it's just so fucking cool. <laughs> and it's it's hard to it's hard to to understate what that must have felt like in 1977. One of those other cool little details I, I hadn't thought about before is when they're all the scene where they're in the trash compactor and the walls are closing in. Mm-hmm. Um Harrison Han Solo just shoots the door, knowing full well that it's locked. Um and that plaster <laughs> bolt bounces off the walls about like 22 times pew, 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 it's pew. a miracle that not all three of them weren't hit like four times or over. that storm stormtroopers just can't hit anybody with a shot <laughs> maybe it's the blasters this problem Ugh. maybe it's the sights on these things that they need to get fixed but that was uh, olivia actually mentioned she's like how many times have you seen this movie i was like i've seen this movie like I, i've i can't even count how many times but that was the one part where i actually laughed out loud because he just shoots, fires at the door and it bounces off the wall so many fucking times. And it's just, it's funny every single time, just how he's just a complete loose. He doesn't fucking care. But this movie in general, like it's, it's got a real feeling of a space adventure. And we we're not really into the big mystical family space drama yet. There's not a lot of, a ton of stuff about the force. I don't know that it set the ground up for a lot of stuff, but I feel like this was felt more like a fun romp. Do you think it was a one-off? It was originally, despite what George Lucas has said in the past, meaning that <laughs> what he has said after the other three came out, um, this was intended to be, uh, I, I think he had ideas for a bigger future, but really thought that this movie was not going to do super well. He even wrote a sequel. Um, uh, I think it was called Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which was intended to be a sequel to Star Wars, a sequel film to Star Wars if Star Wars flopped. Star Wars obviously turned out to be a huge, massive success. And so they wound up away. making two more movies. But Splinter of the Mind's Eye was turned into a novelization. It's this weird alternate history to see what the follow up to this movie would have been if. Star Wars was a flop. So it's like no Han Solo. He fucks off. It's just Luke and Leia, basically an R2 and 3PO. Like there's a little bit of Darth Vader. Like at the, he's like chasing after them, but he's not like a main character and he's not really in it till the end. And also they hadn't, he in, in within that they hadn't established that Luke and Leia were related. So there's like some weird, I think this is mostly in the novelization, some weird like sexual tension between them. Which okay obviously well, after, yeah. afterwards when they go back and do the brother and sister thing it makes it even harder to go back to because they clearly were leaning on that and they were like you know because carrie Fisher, maybe they weren't going to be brother and sister if clearly not if they well, maybe they were maybe they splinter of the minds i wasn't going to come out to 2017 when that was popular i don't know but <laughs> um Still popular. Harrison Ford is the biggest, the biggest name in that. Alec Guinness was another big, big name in, um, in British cinema, but he'd obviously been around for a while. So he's not, you know, top billing necessarily, but he is a distinguished actor in his own right. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a weird alternate history of what might've been if this movie turned out to be a flop, but obviously, uh, it was a huge major success. It played in cinemas for like a year after it came out in May of 1977. And kind of changed movies forever. It was kind of, in a lot of ways, the first blockbuster movie. Um, and really, really changed the way that kind of movies are made and the way that people perceived movies as an event and stuff. And so hugely influential, spawned so, so much. 
you know, it's easy to see the groundwork that was laid for the series, but there's some pieces in this which are a bit ridiculous. And the last thing we'll talk about, I guess, is um, the lightsaber fight between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. Let me hit you with this knowledge real quick. All right. I was going through looking at Mark Hamill's stuff in the first paragraph of Wikipedia. Told me some truths because everything on the interwebs is correct. Uh, Robert England, or yeah, he is Freddy Krueger. You've seen those movies, Friday the 13th. He was auditioning for a role in the movie Apocalypse Now. Um, when he walked across the hall where auditions were taking place for Star Wars, after watching the auditions for a while, he realized that Hamill, his friend, would be a perfect fit for the role Luke Skywalker. He suggested it to Hamill. Um, as it turns out, Hamill's agent had already set up an audition, and that's how he got the role. Isn't that wild? Freddy Krueger and Star Wars. That is wild. I just read that. I was like, gold my gold there's not not a lot of um not a lot of big names um in that movie really and that's kind of the the same thing about most of star wars though is they always are kind of picking from they always like to pick kind of unknown actors and elevate them up like there's definitely like you and mcgregor was in in stuff before you know the originals um or before the phantom menace but Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like Hayden Christensen, Natalie Portman. This is one of her first movies, uh, for sure. But she got her start in this franchise. But um, it's you know, they they do like to go with lesser known actors, and I think it's because the characters kind of take on their own persona. Especially when you see yourself on like posters and weird cardboard cutouts in teenage boys' rooms and countless action figures and stuff. Like it's got to be an incredibly strange experience to to be this character that's franchised so so much especially nowadays but you know all the toys and stuff and the merchandising that got started with this like not long after this they were like we can make a shit ton more money by like turning this into toys and yeah they really marketed and, well yes better than probably anything and else and that's why the this Steve McQueen so, movies didn't really do that that's why this movie was so influential is that not, it wasn't just about the movie it was about this it was about building a franchise and up until that point, that necessarily hadn't hadn't necessarily been done. But man, they fucking <laughs> they fucking turned it around and created built an empire, pun intended, on top of on top of this original <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, having said that, um, this movie I think still holds up. It's still a classic, but there's definitely so some low. flaws in it. It was more boring this watch through than I remember it being. And and that's part of, I think, a lot of movies from the 70s and this time period are very slow to start. Mm-hmm. And this definitely is it. There's not after that first little battle skirmish, if you want to call it that. Not a lot happens for about 45 minutes. And <laughs> it's a peekaboo moment. And then it's um, nothing after that. Yeah. And so it's it's easy to see why this is influential. If you've never seen it before, if you're one of those crazy people that have never, there seen are people it, I've heard people say that yeah. before. It's, it's worth a watch. And I definitely think, I mean, I feel like you have to just yeah. even have an opinion on it. Almost. Uh, but no, definitely. It's, you it's can't judge a book like, by its cover, but if you watch read like it. this and the force awakens, you can see like, obviously they stole the plot from it, <laughs> but I you think, think there's, so? there's a lot of stuff that this does better it's more, and I think a lot of it is subtlety. That's something that's 
lacking from a lot of mainstream movies these days is subtlety and that there is a little bit of a different charm to the writing to where we don't have to explicitly say everything out loud all the time. Um, kind of like the office. So I think that's why people enjoyed the office because there was these breaks and this airy quality to it. Right. It where emotions have, happen. It's not wall to wall dialogue, but it's okay to pause for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, there's granted, there's definitely a lot of pauses in the early part of this and, you know, some of them work, some of them don't, but I think that, you know, it is an influential piece. It obviously works, but as, as it stay, if we were to view it in a vacuum, which is almost impossible these days, I still think it's a good movie. I still think it's a decent watch. I don't think it's the best movie ever. And it's, um, yeah, I mean, if it's only been like 50 if you years. Are the craziest, if you are the craziest son of a bitch that's never watched this before, I, I don't know if you'd enjoy it the first time you watched it, but. Right, maybe if you watch the first three movies or watch like the whole series and know. really take it in to know that those humble beginnings were It's hard to judge this as its own movie on its own though. It's hard to judge any of these movies on on their own as the you know. Well, this movie seems like it would be the best since it was supposed to originally be a one-off. Originally, yeah. Yeah. They're like if this goes bad and apparently everyone's was the telling George Lucas that it was it out. was going to be bad. <laughs> What did they have like a super force baby because they were related? It was two Jedi's mm-hmm. banging it out. Maybe that's his idea. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. George Lucas, get on the phone. We've got a script to pitch to you. Yeah, it's called Star Wars. <laughs> um, let me ask you, George Lucas dies. Let's just say. Who who takes over for Star Wars at that point? Well, if he died in 1973. No, let's just say right now. Right. Well, I mean, he's not really been involved since he sold to Disney anyways. So. Oh, he's not involved whatsoever. Not really. I mean, he's they've invited him back. I think they invited him back as a consultant on episode nine and they didn't take any of his, <laughs> his, his advice. And maybe Sounds they, like my wife, which should I wear this one or that one? That one. I'm going to wear this one. Yeah, like, exactly. oh. So, yeah, it was kind of like that. I know that uh, Dave Filoni uh, worked with him a lot uh, when they were making the Clone Wars back in uh, starting in 2008. So they've got that relationship. He brought uh, he asked George Lucas to come back for some of the Mandalorian. I think Uh I don't know if he necessarily had any writing credits, but he was definitely there when they were filming pieces of it. But I think Mm -hmm. it was more of an observational thing. I don't think he had a whole lot of say in the production of that, but. I need more Mandalorian in my life. I think that somebody like. Honestly, Dave Filoni is probably the person because he was obviously at Lucasfilm, worked very, very closely with George Lucas to help him flesh out the ideas he had for the Clone Wars, some of which were good, some of which were not so good. But overall, I think that series is genuinely, generally pretty good with some. The thing that I watched, I was just like, man, this is pretty bobo. I will say I went back and watched the rest of that season and the last four episodes of that, you can put together as sort of like a mini movie and they were much, much better than the part that I had you watch. <laughs> I have Perfect. to say, well, how many episodes of, were there at the last season? Uh, there was 12 episodes. In the so last you're saying season. the last third of it the is great. And nine, the first two thirds is shit. One through three were bad. Nine, <laughs> 10, 11 and 12. Really good. What about the middle? <laughs> uh so so okay perfect yeah so so took a while uh, to if, heat if up. you ever and i don't think you will but if you ever were interested in going back to that the last four episodes of that were definitely uh definitely good stuff but yeah filoni is uh is great i think he gets star wars people um and 
Yeah, I think he he's the genuine person that I think understands Star Wars perhaps even better than George Lucas did. Damn. Because Lucas kind of... I Cut think, him hard, dude. Well, Cut him Lucas, deep. Lucas is an ideas guy. He can build a great world. He can build a compelling world. But if you ask him to write dialogue, it doesn't sound like <laughs> two human beings hey, talking what's up? to each other. I Not hate much. sand. Sand is coarse and irritating and it gets it gets everywhere. And I hate sand. That's almost verbatim a line from Attack of the Clones, which is possibly some of <laughs> it's it's bad. Um Lucas is a world builder, he's an ideas guy, but he's not detail oriented in the way that he can write compelling dialogue that makes you go like, that's great writing. Yep. <laughs> because when you're like That's like me. When you're the writer and the director and you're like, no, just read those lines. Be like, well, how do you want me to say them? Just read them. That's yeah, that'd be incredibly <laughs> hard to there's no direction. Yeah. And when you're standing in front of a, a green screen and you're wearing like fucking monk robes with a laser sword on your side, you're like, I don't know how to <laughs> Especially <laughs> if you haven't seen it in the beginning. Yeah. It's uh, like hard to gain or the first movie is yeah. probably just like okay. Uh, uh <laughs> like how do you even get the funding for any of this? Uh, he did American Graffiti, um, oh, which, which included Harrison Ford and Ron Howard. Yep. Uh, later collaborators, of course. And um, what's it? Jeff Bridges. I think he was a part of that, too. Wasn't was he? In Je- I don't know if he was in American Graffiti or not. Was he not? I don't know. Um, I do know that American Graffiti is good. If you haven't watched that, that's really good. He did another one called THX 138, I think, which is kind of an experimental short film, uh, which kind of. Uh, sci-fi related American graffiti is a film set in, it was made in 74, I think. And it was set in the fifties, kind of like a car culture, um, teenage rebellion sort of film. I don't know. It's interesting. Definitely worth a watch. It's interesting to be like American graffiti and star Wars were the two movies he made back to back and fuck if they aren't completely different. (laughs) Uh, But I think American Graffiti did really well and they did well enough that he was able to get the funding and recognition to actually make this weird space opera and, and pitch it and and get it made. I'm looking up this Jeff Bridges thing. What'd you find over there, man? Could have swore he was in it. I don't, I think he was a little bit too young for Richard Dreyfuss. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Harrison Ford was already like 35 in American Graffiti. Was he? Yeah, because he was. He began his career working as like building sets and stuff before he started acting. So he was already like 35, 34, 35 where he actually started acting <laughs> on on camera. It's fucking weird. It looks like uh, uh, Cindy Williams was in that movie. Mackenzie Phillips. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I could just make I am I might stand corrected here. Yep, I stand corrected. Oh, Suzanne Summers was in it. Yep, I no Jeff Bridges. No Jeff Bridges. Damn it. Oh well. We'll get up get him the next time, Ryan. Mm. When Jeff Bridges was in the Empire Strikes back. <laughs> he could have been anybody. Could have been a stormtrooper, you don't know. <laughs> Personal feelings. That was two years before Tron, the first one. So not too far. Well, yeah, that maybe. one, that one was shit. Those special yeah. effects, holy shit! <laughs> that uh, to really to hammer home the point of how good this movie holds up. Look at Tron, which was made five years, which was made after all three of the original trilogies were made. 
and that how shit bad looked that looked. as fuck. And that was yeah. Disney money they were throwing yeah. around. <laughs> so yeah, they, these really are an incredible piece of filmmaking history, and I think really do stand up and still look pretty genuinely pretty good now. So, um, but yeah, it's really set the groundwork for what's to come, and I am excited. I'm even more excited about next week to talk about Empire Strikes Back, which is <laughs> definitely my favorite Star Wars movie. Unless you watch it and you're like, this is terrible. Reasons. Exactly. And then the next when I watch it this week, I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> no I've more. Ruined, I've ruined this one for me. <laughs> you got us all hyped up for nothing. All right, girl, you ready to get into it? <laughs> Let's get fucking nasty. Uh what did we watch this week, Jake? Well, continuing on our theme of also, if this is someone's first time to the podcast, if you're like, hey, I wonder what two white guys think about the Star Wars original trilogy. I wonder if they remember which order it went in. It de- We definitely do. Don't worry. I mean, it. the internet. I wonder if they're going to talk man. about this movie the whole time or if they're going to bullshit for 40 minutes and then start talking. You about think we movie. can bullshit for 40 minutes? I think we've done a fantastic job of that. Just just about you think so we've far. done that already. Yeah, we're, we're continuing on with our original trilogy. We've we watched The Empire Strikes Back, and I have to say, Ryan, this was actually a breath of a breath of fresh air after a rather chaotic weekend. Um, I have long maintained that this is my favorite Star Wars movie. I haven't watched it in I think about a year ago was the last time I watched it. So this is definitely one of the most the older ones that I've watched more recently. And I still love it. I think this is the best Star Wars movie. And I know that's probably not a very controversial opinion for me to have. Unlike most of Star Wars. (laughs) It seems like the first trilogy, you could say, yeah, those are great. But any of the other ones, people will be like, nah, you're dumb. And then we get into like political arguments and stuff over which version of Star Wars you like. Whether you like the, I don't fucking care. I don't care about this. Um. Yeah, Star Wars is one of those things where people are very passionate about it. Yeah, but they're also hypercritical about anything ever it comes out afterwards. This is a move. This is it's a made up adventure or a universe. There's not. So why many, can't they do what they want? There's not many people that fall within. They either love Star Wars or they hate Star Wars. There's not too many people that fall within that middle category where they're like, yeah, it's okay. Like it's it's fine. <laughs> you either really this is like your fucking life, or God, I wouldn't you, go that far. There's well, some people who watch there it. Are like, yeah, definitely, okay. there are definitely some people that are like that, and other people that are just, I think, only fans of the original trilogy. And anytime they do anything differently, they're just absolutely frothing at the mouth. Like, like my God, holy shit! How is this possible? There's an Asian character in this now. Let's send her death threats on Twitter. Yes, there's no Asians in the <laughs> outer space. Oh, George Lucas put Jar Jar Binks in something. Let's send him death threats and make songs about how he ruined our childhoods. People oh, take this wow. very seriously. Like I, you know, I I've always been a fan of this series, but when a bad one comes out, I'm just like, I wish that was better. I don't say I'm not <laughs> that, you know, I'm disappointed, but I'm also not the kind of person that's, that's going to lose like sleep over it. I'm not like sending petitions to Disney to remake this. I'm not sending death threats to actors and stuff. 
And I just, I can't understand that mindset. I know that some people are really, really into this, but. Well, people can hide behind their little fucking computers and they could be like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell you off because I'm opinionated. I'm smart. But if you saw them in person, you could probably just beat the shit out of them. And that's people hide and they're hefty with their opinions. But I mean, they're shallow to some degree because, you know, won't you get out and like go experience the world instead of bash somebody on the Internet, you dick face cocksucker. I feel like most people that are internet trolls were probably well. First of all, they're already typing a. I bet I could beat them all up exactly for at one time. That. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we're, we'll open it. We'll open the floodgates up to internet trolls. Bring it, motherfuckers! Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> a, dare you. A prize boxing match. Jake and me will Ryan take you down. Anyway, well, I, I'm the organizer Jake, of this. Nah, you're gonna be you, in the ring with me. Tag team, baby. <laughs> We'll fucking pin these motherfuckers. We'll get our we'll get our plastic lightsabers out and gingerly poke it poke at each other. I ain't gonna gingerly do anything. <laughs> I may be a ginger, but I'm coming aggressive. <laughs> I'm a carnivore uh, when it comes to that kind of shit, man. So how how do you feel about this one compared to the first one? I um well I think there was you know whenever he goes Luke goes to like the uh, I not island but planet wherever there's like this big like yeti creature or whatever a hoth yeah a hoth a hoth i always thought that was just strange for this because it's just very random right yeah because you say it's like hyphenated words and it's like oh it's on mon calamari yeah just like boom six we're gonna go there <laughs> or, and then word mandal hoth then tattooing and then uh obi-wan's like hey don't die out here you the idiot <laughs> there's a green tiny baby thing i want you to go and learn from and he's like okay you're trained with the muppet luke <laughs> and then luke's like well i trained with a fuck it i'm done it's like that mtv show made wherever the person gives up and then finally they do it and maybe they jump a little bit too early for it and they get their hands chopped off it really makes you think that yoda and obi-wan must be desperate because luke is kind of incompetent in a lot of <laughs> in a lot of ways you mean he's a child he's he is a child he's dumb he's impulsive he, he's, well when have we not has, seen a character in this series that way right uh well you could argue leia is kind of not that way she's a little she's definitely probably the if you're th- if you're thinking about the three like main characters in these movies well, what they're about the other movies too like anakin or <laughs> or uh what it was uh adam driver's character i forget the name kylo ren yeah there we go he's not dumb though he's but he is incredibly like emotionally unstable though yeah it was like constant but he's always flying off the cuff right just like True. shoot him and all that sand's going all over the place remember more yeah um <laughs> ray she may not be so much like that but uh you know she had her bits of but I think that also is what develops a hero is that spontaneity to be able to just go for it. I don't know. It, it seems, it seems he's definitely the, he's definitely an imperfect character. And I think people kind of forget about that. And that's the thing that people are really upset about, about the Luke Skywalker in the sequel trilogy is like, he would never do that and be like, most of these movies are just him falling down and repeatedly messing stuff up. Like he sounds exactly like the kind of person they thought he would, would grow out of it, man. Yeah, it's the ugly uh, duckling face. Nah, <laughs> dumbass kid face. He's like, I 
definitely thought I could train Darth Vader's grandson and things would turn out good. And he's like, nope, fuck this up. <laughs> Mobby. Better get out of here. <laughs> Mobby. Um, but I think that one of, in terms of production, I think that this movie in particular looks far superior to A New Hope in, in just about every single way. The costuming of everybody looks great. The the effects are are much better. There's definitely less of that shots inside of the Millennium Falcon where you can tell that there's somebody on the outside <laughs> like rocking the thing back and forth. Push it a little harder. Um, everything about this is just the production value is just so much more slick. Like I love that classic look on the Star Destroyers. It just is this cold, gray, heartless environment. And it just, I don't know, it just sparkles in a way that that original like shots on the Death Star just qu- didn't didn't quite. Well, I wonder how the boys on wide, you got to think they're probably <laughs> drinking and hanging, right? There's got to be a bar somewhere on there. You right? would think, right? Um, in terms of performances, I think across the board, um, you know, Star Wars is more, or sorry, A New Hope, episode four. Uh, I just it's called more, the first three, <laughs> the real first three. That's more of an adventure movie. And I think that the one of the things that set Empire apart at the time was that the structure of this is very different to what you would expect from a typical action or sci-fi movie of this time. You have the big battle like right up front. Like that happens on like the first 30 minutes of this. Mm-hmm. And the second half of this movie is a guy and a frog talking. And is it a frog? <laughs> He's not a frog. He's just green. He's green. He lives in a swamp. You tell me. He's 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 real he could small. be algae. He could be a midget with algae also, or a little person with algae on him. Also voiced by Jim Henson as well. Uh, Frank well, Oz. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he also became a baby in the Mandalorian. He, yes, he sent himself forward in time to become a Booyaka baby. Kasha. To become an internet sensation. He that sucked. was smart of him. He, he waited till the right the time was right. I don't know. Jake, tell me you love me. I love you. I know. <laughs> I just wanted to say it. <laughs> you just had to fit that in there. I just some, had to put it in there. The in best there. line of any movie ever. <laughs> Yeah, just everything about the production of this is just better. Their performances across the border, but I love that Vader in this one is just doesn't give a shit about anybody. He's just force choking people left and right. Got my motherfucking he's cape got, on. I'll do whatever I he's want. He's got little fucking quips. There's a guy that was like, "Oh shit, they got away. I better go apologize." Verbatim. That's next, exactly what he said. Next scene, he's like, "Apology accepted, you dead dumbass." <laughs> then yeah. he just steps over his body and keeps on walking. Now my motherfucking hood, bitch. He doesn't get. He's even got a little spring in his step. I kind of noticed that last night. He's got this little weird little like hot spring in his step when he's walking away. I was like, "Killing makes some people happy." A little bounce in his steps. You got to get your your addictions on. However you do. I didn't know you could do that with robot legs. Yeah. It's oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that is, why does he put the suit on? Oh yeah. Because <laughs> of his legs and his arms and it, volcano and it la- burned his lava. lungs up. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I. What else? What else? I'm. I'm thinking here. Okay. So Lando comes in here. It'll be the first time that he's made an appearance that he doesn't have sex with the robot. Mm-hmm. In continuity, at least. Yeah. We didn't see it. So, in, (laughs) but if you watch Solo first and then you watch Empire, you're like, you're like, this guy be fucking robots. That guy's fucked a lot of robots. Yeah. 
No, he's got his dick. He's like R2 with his, he's always jacking up his computers and stuff. Yeah. That's might as well be Lando. They're right beside each other. They're plugged into the wall. Um, you know, they're, you know what they're up to. They're interfacing with the city's central computer or whatever. He's, he told him. <laughs> Why did Luke's dumbass doubt that Yoda could lift the X-Wing right up out of that swamp? So I think that. I'm well, like, listen here, bitch. When I was a kid. Look at me. That was a part of the movie that always dragged for me because I was like, let's get back to the sword fights and bat and space battle stuff. They're sabers, Jake. That part sabers, not swords. God. Sorry, I was still thinking about Lando. Um, I'm banging robots. (laughs) It happened. Don't tell me it didn't. I think that the older I get, the more enjoyable that is because Yoda is clearly after he spends about twenty minutes pretending he's this reclusive dumbass that has completely lost his mind and you know what maybe he has I, I don't know if he's talked to anybody in a good long while maybe he has gone a little old and senile in his own age and in his self-isolation but he just is i don't know if he teaches luke super well but the lessons he's trying to impart on him is you have to stop doubting yourself and just go for it and looks like ah it's too heavy like i can lift a rock but a whole a whole plane can't do that and he's like watch this dumbass don't believe me just here, watch here we go he's like hey i'm short but i bet i can pick this up what do you what do you think about that and he's like i don't think you can do it and he's like watch just watch i, I bet i bet i can and he does he's like old man river did it a girl um what do you think about the what do you think audiences reactions would have been when they were like darth vader's like hey luke I'm your father. Were you not surprised? (laughs) Um, Well, for that time period, I think that was probably like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because you didn't really see a lot of that in other movies, right? Like, I can't think of anything where there was like that huge reveal of like, oh, my God, evil and not evil. That is still referenced to this day. I think every every movie, try every Star Wars tries to put like a, a twist in there where like, oh, things are different now. But. I think that was really the first example and certainly one of the most memorable ones that's continuously referenced uh, that is, you know, continues to, I don't know. It was just so influential. Apparently people were very, very shocked at the time. Uh, Apparently nobody more, more shocked than the people that were actually at the the fucking premiere of this, (laughs) because I think it was George Lucas and Mark Hamill that were aware of, uh, that this was, you know, actually coming. And apparently Mark Hamill t- tells the story that Harrison Ford <laughs> leaned for le- at the premiere was like, Hey kid, do you know that shit was going to happen? <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> like he was, he didn't, didn't even know about it. And, and the dialogue picture of Harrison Ford, like trying to hook up with a lady sitting next to him at the premiere, not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. It had such a, big impact on just filmmaking and, and pop pop culture and i don't know it's uh, people really do think that it's one of the biggest like plot twists and plot twist plot twist ruin that sentence <laughs> well i think yes because who had seen that who expected that they're like Nobody. oh this what ties these two people together because then it brings it turns it together. from a space adventure into a family drama. But then, like, <laughs> how dumb is the kid to be like, I'm just going to let go of this shit. Whoa! His reaction in that scene was, I don't know. 
over the over the top, but I think that even on set he was said he was trying to oversell it because when they filmed that scene, Vader um or David Prowse says, Obi-Wan killed your father. Um and you know, everyone on set was like, Why is Mark why why is he acting like that? Oh <laughs> why because <laughs> he knew ahead of time. Yeah, he had been told ahead before they filmed that scene that we're gonna we're gonna change we're gonna change this dialogue. There's gonna be a big big plot twist here. So bah, 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 bah. you need to you need to make this like bigger. I wonder if he just told him to really sell it. Yeah, he he's he he told him that he told he him the truth. About, he knew about the plot twist, but yeah, he was he was oversell he was trying to oversell it, and I I think that it that scene that's a great moment, but his reaction to it was always like, that's not possible, and he's like, nah, man, fuck. I fucked your mom. Yeah. <laughs> you came out. You probably got a sister. I don't even know about it. There's some great yeah. like tie-in material. Like there's a, there's a great Vader comic series that's set between a new hope and empire where Vader actually finds out beforehand that Luke is his son. Um, and that, that was, um, that was interesting. And it was, a, that was a great scene and one of my favorite like comics that I've read, but the, I don't know. It, it, it there's always like a big disconnect between the Anakin that we saw and like the prequels and Darth Vader. Like I never, you mean bought. the little cute kid in the first one? I was like, I was, I'm a speed racer who uh, eventually, so, I'll fucking murder you. Oh, I bought side tangent. I bought that pod racer game on the switch. Still pretty fun. It runs pretty good. Is it? Yeah. There's two player mode. We should, <laughs> we didn't. Yeah. We forgot about that. We did. forgot about that till this moment, but Damn uh, it, can, Jake. Segways, no, maybe next, they're no longer being made. Maybe next week. How do you feel about that? They're not making Segways anymore? Nah, man. They don't, player. Didn't the founder of Segway drive his off a, the side of a cliff or something? Yeah, I don't think some, it was on purpose, but shit. it happened. How close? I have more questions. But Get rich we'll, or die trying. We'll That's what that I say, player. <laughs> I don't know. This this movie's great. I, I love it. Um I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's it's almost more fun when we hate something to kind of bash on it. But there's there, I I can't really like get, praise it, this one enough. Like well, it it's is, very rare that you'd find a movie that is a sequel that is better than the original. So like The Dark Knight or Aliens. One of those very see. I would say Aliens is almost a different genre of the sequel is better than the original. I thought. It's more exciting for Bill sure. Bill Paxton was fucking um, great. But yeah, this this is one of those rare ones that you're absolutely right, where the sequel takes the world that was established in the first one and absolutely improves upon it in just about every way. And then we get to the third one on the trilogy, The Dark Knight Rises. and It takes a dump on <laughs> it all. I don't. Once we get to Return of the Jedi, um, I have plenty of opinions on that. But... and And... Yeah, it's definitely the worst one of of this original trilogy. It's got some of the highest moments, I think, but also some of the lowest ones as well. Speaking of high, <laughs> I cannot tell you how much that you need to get CBD oil in your life. You'll be focused. You'll be calm. You'll be willing to stick your hand in a garbage disposal, and you won't even care. You'll you'll be basically you'll think about it later by the entire the entire thing. You'll think about it later, but it's too late. I don't understand Han and Leia's relationship. <laughs> if I if I'm being honest, like you mean through they, uh, through this or they, just yeah. through the whole Star Wars through this to where like Leia's like I love you, and it's like 
This I guy's know. been a dick to you the entire time that we've seen him on screen. Well, in my opinion, well, not my opinion, in, in my experiences as a younger me, the girls always seemed like they went for the dicks. You know? The guys are just like his eyes after he said that and paused for a moment. You know, you try to be the nice guy and give the girl of the world, and she's like, no, this is boring. But she, if you're somebody that needs to be changed, then a lot of times they'll be like, oh, I need to work on this. Just wants a project. Yeah, she should be able to tell that. Go flip a house. Yeah, go flip a house, Han. He hasn't scrubbed the Falcon in twenty years. You saw what it looked like in Solo. He fucked that shit up real quick. He's been riding with his dog. The it's inside is gross. Basically, <laughs> what do? It, he is a man who's <laughs> been riding in a pickup truck with his dog and this whole time. never vacuumed or cleaned anything ever. Corn <laughs> chips all over the place. And now this this it lady looked, who is a princess. So nice. And so the inside of it, it looks so nice. <laughs> Fucking shit everywhere in there. You know, he's pretty much is like an old man with a pickup and a dog. It's exactly like that. That's, that's what's going on there. <laughs> he ruined that ship. Man, that reminds me of me and my dog. Um, <laughs> that's us. And that old pickup you're constantly he, driving around with. Yeah. As you Kia Fritos, Sorrento. That Kia Sorrento that's also full of corn chips. Uh, probably more biscuits. Sun chips or Fritos? Let me ask you. Oh. What uh depending um okay we what do you mean what are your stipulations what sun chips or Fritos well I mean those what would you rather eat is it just plain (laughs) Fritos is it plain sun chips or do I have options is it garden salsa or is this barbecue your favorite Fritos flavor versus your favorite sun chips flavor oh it's uh, gonna be Fritos my friend. Okay, let me let me hazard a guess here. Is it the little twisty, the mm-hmm. barbecue twisty ones? Oh yeah, dude. Ah, those are fucking the fucking best. They're <laughs> the best. But I really do like more sun chips, like the garden salsa, mm-hmm. bomb nasty. The harvest cheddar, bomb nasty. Sour cream and onion. I haven't had it, but I would what? do it. Oh, those I'd are fucking my eat it. Favorite? <laughs> are they? Yeah. I'll do it. I love this. I'm gonna try it out. Plain sun chips are. F- fine are they i've never had them because i'm like eh, why would i want this when i can get something with flavor on them uh same with plain fritos although i would say chili cheese fritos also pretty banging i finished I a bag of those them. yesterday i'm a pescatarian i can't eat chili i don't think it's real <laughs> It's more of an approximate. I believe that it's just some kind of chemical flavory powder. This an approximation of the sounds flavor great. Of it could Chemicals be bean, flavor. It could love be bean it. chili. It could be like a black, like a red bean chili or something like that. I don't know, man. Anyways, I have I to like, read the ingredients. I like it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure there's no meat involved. There in might the, be the process. Meat powder. Meat chemicals. <laughs> oh God. Anyways, yeah, Empire of the Strikes Backs. So I, I, we don't have any else to add to it it's, it's a great movie people have probably seen it people have probably if you haven't if you are the rare person that hasn't seen it there's more out to there say spoilers about it nah fuck you you know what you're getting into <laughs> if you like, listen wait, to us. darth vader is who <laughs> my god no <laughs> imagine i can't imagine somebody not knowing that 
I would kind of want to be that person so I I could watch it and have that have that experience. But that's even in people that haven't seen Star Wars. It's such a part of the pop culture that even if you don't know anything else about it, you know that. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe no lightsabers and Luke Skywalker. I would say Darth Vader. Probably familiar with that. People misquote that line all the time, but I I definitely did earlier. I ad libbed a little bit, but. I don't know. It's such an important cultural touchstone and I think really kind of solidified Star Wars as a franchise for years and years to come. Um, you know, it's, if the first one didn't already, or this one definitely takes everything that made that first one great and, and, and made it better. And it's a bit unusual that the bad guys win. Really? What was, <laughs> what was the uh, time period between? There's three years between each of these. So this was the first one was 77. Empire was in 80 and Return of the Jedi was in 83. Mm, four years before my birth. Yeah. So we're buttoned right up against right against that, aren't we? That's weird because I had watched Star Wars multiple times. And I remember it being big whenever I was alive in the world. And uh, it just seems like it would be so much earlier than the 80s. You know, it seems yeah. like it's been around my whole life and I just expected it to be older than what it actually is in terms of like influence and people like referencing it. And just I don't know, it it really is like it was the original cultural phenomenon and, you know, kind of continues to be this day, but in a, in a much more divisive fashion, I would say. Could you imagine so. waiting and waiting and waiting and, you know, maybe not everything's satisfying, but ultimately I think the ending's pretty satisfying. Um, are you going to eat breakfast beforehand? No. Are you not? Oh, no. I got to. <laughs> I have to. I'm going to get me a biscuit. Well, so do you want anything? No, I'm good. You sure? Yeah. I'm, put, I'm putting my order in on this podcast, so you have to listen back to it to yeah. see what it is. You want any panties? <laughs> what? Panties? Pan- pan- pancakes? Yeah, panties. That's right. You want That's any panties? You sure. You want some panties? Yeah. Okay, I'll Bring get you some panties. Pancakes. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, Speaking of old days, uh, the other one we're watching is, of course, the third movie in our trilogy, which is a The Wrong Missy 3. The Wrong Missy 3. (laughs) We watched all three of them. I don't know how they put out three of them back to back to back. It was ridiculous. Crazy. I couldn't believe that. Hellstar. I couldn't believe that part where Hellstar pulled out that lightsaber. (laughs) And had a mustache. It was crazy. (laughs) It's, of course, the third part in our trilogy where we've gone back and we're, we're looking at the original Star Wars trilogy. Because you know why? There's not a lot of new stuff coming out. And There's this so is, much new stuff coming out. It's, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Not that much new stuff coming out. This was a good time. This was a good time to do it. And I genuinely have really enjoyed going back and, and reexamining some of these movies that are like, these are my best. This is the best Star Wars. There's ever. Anyway, some of it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> some well, of I was it like, this one's kind of slapstick. Super great. You know? Um, there's for, tiny fuzzy bear like creatures for me it felt like Ewoks doing Return of the Jedi especially off the back of <coughs> excuse me Empire Strikes Back this feels like two different movies right off the bat so you have the whole Jabba's Palace thing which goes on for way longer than it needed to did it but and you know there then, was that one part you know with the uh, with with a certain princess, I'm, yeah. I actually wrote that down in my notes. Yeah, some real world, um, oh. Oh, <laughs> some yeah. stories about that. Oh, pimps um, and hoes. That's what you're <laughs> thinking of. 
And it, it felt, it just, it's a strange disjointed end to a trilogy. And it honestly makes me think that Revenge of the Sith might be the best trilogy ender in any of these Star Wars. It definitely wasn't, it, it wasn't Rise of Skywalker. And Are you sure? May not have been this one. I hear they're trying to write those last three movies out. I've heard. I think they just need to redo the last one. <laughs> I hear John Favreau and somebody else. It's like Civil War there. That like, oh, we can we can fix this. They're trying to get write good, them out. Good luck. <laughs> I this 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 one was always like one that has some of the highest highs I think of the franchise, but also you get to see Darth Vader and you get to Palpatine. <laughs> Yeah, and you got cute, cuddly, little bear-like creatures. It has some great moments and then immediately undercuts it with something stupid, ridiculous almost immediately Well, why would Princess Leia also say, I've always had a feeling that I was your sister after That was George Lucas covering his tracks like we hadn't been paying attention to the last two movies. I am not covering my tracks saying (laughs) that aloud. Be like, oh yeah, I made out with my sister. I always knew you were my sister. This movie introduced... So George Lucas is a great ideas guy, but what he is not super great at is connecting lots of dots. (laughs) He gets about 90% of the way there, but then just kind of like, oh, bullshit. The rest. Don't worry about it. I think that's LSD. Hey, where the conversation where Luke is like, hey, Leia, do you remember your mom? She's like, hey, Leia, you might be my twin sister. But before we get to that, uh, do you remember your mom? Let's make out and do it. Yeah. (laughs) Now we, we did that in a couple movies and we're hoping people forget about that but do you remember your mom she's like yeah kind of she was well she died when i was real young she definitely didn't die in childbirth because i have memories of her but natalie portman seemed, that foxy she woman. seemed really sad like i don't know and then she died and then i guess i was adopted although nobody really mentioned that before now and it looks like i don't remember my mom I, they, you know what? I think like, you know, my mom died in childbirth and they're like, Hey, this one girl, she's going to be a princess. And the other one, I don't know. Make him a farmer or some shit. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't send matter. Send him to the farm. Just send him out, send him out to the driest rock in the galaxy. So he can grow up and be a goth. <laughs> For some reason, I thought of equated goth Luke Skywalker to uh, in Spider-Man three, where he was, he gets infected with the venom stuff and he's oh, just, God. Doing the weird dances everywhere. Yeah, what the hell was that? Like goth Luke like Skywalker goth would be like Luke Skywalker, <laughs> and it was like those hacker colors too. And it was the black and green, like the Matrix. Oh, that'd be so cool. And he's just got like a black and green lightsaber, and he's got like the Justin Bieber fringe or whatever. Yeah, covered like, one hey, eye. Man, what's up? Uh, I'm gonna kill you. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> he finds out his dad's an old white man who's been sounding like. He's a Motown singer and nobody can really figure out why. <laughs> and he sounds different too. And he just, he's pale he as sounds, fuck. He sounds different. He doesn't sound anything like James Earl Jones. Oh, and he's pasty as hell, dude. Well, he hadn't seen, he had been in the sunlight in 20 years or whatever. Well, be that as may, you 20, can't be 20 years going on 60 years. <laughs> you can't be the baddest mother out there and look like a little baby ass. Bitch. Because he was all talking that smack during one, two, and some of three. And then all of a sudden he's laid out there like, oh, damn, y'all. You call me. I'm just a pasty old white guy who been trying to force choke people. Working for some weirdo who has lightning coming out of his, his uh, fingertips. Ian McDermott 
great in this. I think he's great as Palpatine whenever, even even in Rise of Skywalker. I enjoy that he was back, but I was also like, why is he back? Like they shouldn't have brought back this character. I Jake, we've there. already been down that road. Anyways. Money. Yeah. <laughs> it's money. Money. And we also we don't know how to end this. So it's oh Palpatine's back. He's he's alive. He died in that last one, this one that we're about to talk I about. I think they just yeah. really wanted to bring everybody back for one last hurrah. Everybody's back. <laughs> everybody rides. Um yeah, I don't know. This it, it's a dis, it's a disjointed movie, but I definitely but like this, I, I took you know, I took notes. Tell me your notes. Lay them on me, big dog. The first thing I wanted to note is in my notes. In your notes. That note that you were taking notes. In note, your notes. note that I was taking notes. That's your first note. Uh, I think this movie looks gorgeous overall. I think as far as practical effects and a lot of the stuff that they were doing behind the scenes, I think it's probably like the best looking one of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the stuff still holds up. Obviously when you're watching something like this in HDR and 4k, it's a movie from 1983. So there's definitely a little bit of some stuff where you're like, that's better okay, in Tron. Well, that's definitely a small thing flying into a bigger thing. And here's a, a stock effect of a fire coming out of it. It's not all of it's great, but by and large, it's it looks great. I think performances across the board are pretty solid. Um, it's Harrison Ford famously lobbied George Lucas to kill Han Solo because he did not think that all three of them should survive across three of these movies. Hence why he was like frozen. Yeah, exactly. So that was his convenient out to be like, see, he he didn't he didn't live through it. But George Lucas was like, nah. Han Solo, you're selling too many action figures. I'm definitely bringing you back for this one. Money. Although he definitely, he definitely could have just been like, hey, Han Solo's in this one. It's like they thaw him out and he's like, well, they finally killed him off. Where am I? And then he just dies. (laughs) So he's in it. I forgot how to breathe. (laughs) He just, he forgot how to breathe. (laughs) Death to you, my friend. So we could still sell Han Solo action figures, but he does in the first 10 seconds he's on screen. It was like Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat 2. <laughs> oh, that would have been so good. Um, I, I, the first half of this is that I never truly understood what Luke's plan was at Jabba's Palace. He sends... To get goth. He listened to a bunch of Bajas. Well, he is wearing all black Sisters of Mercy. One. He shows up with his hood up and he's like, hey, I'm Luke Skywalker. Uh, what's up? What's up? <laughs> My father took me into the city to see a marching band. And he, didn't uh, do that. <laughs> he, didn't do he that. died later. He died later. He got but it'll carry on. on. He got his arms and legs. Uh, I don't think My Chemical Romance falls into goth. I don't think so. That is exactly the height of like emo and in, in that's emo. Culture. I'm I'm talking about goth music. You Fair think enough. like the Cure and stuff like that, and like I would make ah, would you put typo negative there? I think it's probably more of a metal band, but they were definitely like Slipknot, maybe. Lo- no, no, no. Slipknot, put Slipknot in there as goth. You you wouldn't. No. <laughs> oh God, man. no. If you see no. people, you see people with the giant black pants with rings on them and Slipknot t-shirts, and you wouldn't include that as part of that scene. No, get the, those are the new metal kids. Get the fuck out of here! No, no. <laughs> I, I, if anybody with uh, half a brain could just tell Jake that Slipknot is not goth, that would be great. Anyways, I don't understand what Luke's plan was. He sent 
four different groups of people in there in separate ways. So Lando apparently has been there for months. He sends 3PO and R2 there. And Why does he control so much going on? Be like, yo, bitch, I'm look, the gangster right now. Like, I'm, I'm, look, I've been in two of these movies and I have most... I learned <laughs> first, from a little green man. The first one, I, got, I had a lucky shot. I blew up the Death Star. The second one, I... Yoda was like, hey, you need to train some more to be a Jedi. He's like, no, nah, I'm out of here. I'm going to fight Vader. And he gets his ass kicked. He gets his arm chopped there off. It wasn't the ass kicked. It was the arm. But he got a new well, arm. Both of those things happened. And he's like, he, he, he loses pretty badly. And he's like, all right, listen, Han's gone. I'm going to be the ideas guy. So here should be disassembled to his glove. You're going to put a mask on. Nobody's going to understand you, but you're going to have a thermal detonator. R2 and 3PO, you guys show up. Fly through the woods, I'm not baby. Tell you, I'm putting a message in R2, but I'm not going to tell anybody about it. And we're like, hey, Jabba, guess what? These guys work for you now. 3PO, he's going to translate. R2, put some drink, put a drink tray on him. He's just going to run around and, and have, <laughs> give everybody cocktails. All the makings of a great movie. Lando and Chewbacca. Chill. No, wait. Chewbacca was with Leia. It doesn't matter. Lando, you show up there for like six months. He's got a mask on. He's like, nobody. Fuck some robots, man. Have the time of your life. (laughs) There's probably some droids in there that's got some USB-A or maybe some USB-C ports. Yeah, you probably don't want to do that because I hear that. Maybe even some USB-D ports, if you know what I'm saying. No, I don't know. Anyways. Fill me in. USB dick. Oh, gross. Um, (laughs) Grow up. Lando, you go hang out there. I'm going to show up right after everybody else. I'm going to have a hood on. Be like, hey, Jabba, guess what? Let, let let Han go. And he's like, hey, guess what? You fucking idiot. I already captured all your friends. Now you're going in the Rancor pit. But why does Gabby so mean about it? Call him an effing idiot. Uh, well, who knows what he said? He, we're roughly translating. That S he doesn't is speak effed up. He doesn't speak our language. Exactly. He's like, I'm a big slug. I speak pig Latin, basically. Anyways. But that's a pig. Leia, Leia shows up. She's like, I got thermal debt energy. Guess what? Def. Anyways, <laughs> Han, I'm going to sneak in here at night. I'm going to thaw you out. And he's like, I can't see. I'm going to thaw you out. I'm, I can't on, see player. until Sit it's... in the sun. I can't see anymore until it's convenient for the plot. <laughs> Luke kills the Rancor. The sweaty guy who's the Rancor keeper. He's like, hey, I'm a guy without a shirt. And hey. he's the, like, it's always yeah. weird when there's a person in the Star Wars universe. It's just like a regular person without a shirt on yeah it's just like hey here's these weird looking aliens that look like they live in a real because you can dazzle somebody with your muscles here's a fat I go hairy out without guy. my shirt all the time i watch the old ladies foam at the mouth and drop their dentures and just you know i'm like oh shit gonna have to call 911 because these old ladies about to pass out out here whoop whoop i'm heart key- attacks i'm the keeper of the rancor if oh. you if you know what i mean yeah, well, Anyways, usually he got, say, he got crushed by a door. They call me Alex Trebek when I'm walking down the street. Also, he Them built... lays get moist. He built that new lightsaber and didn't use it for this, for any of this. He was like, oh, shit, I'm stuck in here. Better throw a bone at this thing and hope the door falls on it. Because he it. was great. <laughs> he <laughs> he was, was great. He was improvising this plan as he went. And Isn't that made, how all good ideas work? Exactly. You, you just make, make them up, up as you go, go along. So they're about to be executed next. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what happens when you improvise. And he's like, hey, we're, we're on the sail barge. Guess what? R2 threw me the lightsaber. I'm going to whack this green baseball bed around and just randomly hit some people. What if he was like a regular dude? Like, let's just say a fat tubby dude. And they throw him the lightsaber. And, and he, he misses. just has to catch it. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> shit. 
It'd be like a Will Ferrell movie at that point. It just, or if it's just like one of those slapstick things where like everybody on the boat, like ten people, are trying to catch and it's just bouncing out of their hands for like three minutes. It's, <laughs> it's the old Hail Mary in the end zone. I guess we didn't talk about Princess Leia's golden bikini that was made out of metal. Yep. Apparently, Carrie Fisher said that it really was. Uh, it was the actual outfit she had to wear was metal and that it was incredibly inflexible. Yeah. Basically whenever she would move. Yeah. Her body would and the outfit wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. So apparently that was a real thing. So that's another. Were great, you geeking out hardcore? Were you like, oh my George God. Lucas? <laughs> Were you like, yeah. The first time I watched this? No. Cause I was like eight years old. Really? Yeah. Man. As we've stated previously, I think for both of us, episode two was a, as a major uh, so you got your your boners off on episode two instead of episode three. Yeah. Don't know you. Go ahead. It's Anyways. okay. Yeah. Appar- apparently that was another another great idea of George Lucas. And he was like, no, this is fine. Like this, this definitely, it's cheaper to make it. It's definitely happy. Yeah. It's it costs so much more money to make it flexible or whatever. Um, this is also one of the uh, one of those other. Uh, movies that George Lucas's special editions really kind of he's like hey it's 1997 I'm gonna put some CGI in here yeah fuck and it. it's gonna look real bad and basically a lot of the stuff with the uh, where they're in the Sarlacc pit and the, all the stuff where they're riding out there all that was CGI stuff they added for the special edition and it looks like shit <laughs> and it, w- it wasn't stuff that was in the original cut and it really sticks out as just being clearly something that they just tacked on and it, it looks it looks bad you mean like at the ending when the uh three three uh what Hayden we'll christensen get, we'll get to that that one of the more controversial special edition edits <laughs> um yeah speaking of bad cgi they put in a, a new dance number which uh jedi rocks was the one with the guy where he's like singing and he's like his face takes up the whole it's, no this is bad and the song's bad. Why does it go on for so long? Sing it to me, Jake. I almost thought you were shitting there for a second. I my <laughs> It's basically what happened across the screen when it happened. It was it was beautiful. Just, just bad. Some bad stuff. Um George Lucas, uh <clears throat> horny old dude or who, the <laughs> horniest old dude <laughs> and cheesy. Uh cheesy uh slightly childy i don't know i got with big ideas but in terms of execution not always uh not, <laughs> not his, always land not his it really seemed like he was also starting to get tired of star wars by this third one a theme that we definitely won't see repeat this the next time he not for another three or another nine <laughs> universe um i don't I don't know it that that whole first part of the movie is just it's extremely disjointed. It feels like it's a part of a different thing. He's like, and so Luke then goes off to see Yoda and Yoda's like, hey, you know, I'm dying. <laughs> but we just met. He's like, no, I'm about to die. He's like, but listen, Darth Vader's my father. And he's like, oh, I'm getting real tired. Like, I don't I'm not sure. I gotta go to sleep, man. Hold my gotta- muffin ass. He's like, Yoda, you got to tell me. He's like, yeah, I lied. 
everybody's been gaslighting you this whole thing. Like, I don't know how Luke doesn't have severe trust issues and that the only mentor figure. I mean, he did move out into an island I, just by himself. That I think I actually wrote that in my notes. Like, no wonder he has like issues later in life. Like his all of his mentor figures basically either died or lied to him and or tried to manipulate him into their own kind of personal goals. We're like, what's wrong with that? You're not going to be a Jedi till you go fight Vader. Kill, kill your dead. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're going to need not, you to kill the pops. But you're dead. And you go just like, oh, he told you, didn't he? He's just like, yeah, I kind of wish you had told me that before I went to fight him. And then I was hanging off of the fucking... I was hanging off of that girder, missing a hand. You'll be okay. Don't worry about it now, man. (laughs) I sure wish Obi-Wan or Yoda had mentioned this before I got to this point. (laughs) Give me. They're like, yo, we hadn't even wrote that yet. Yeah, we ain't even wrote that. We didn't write that in the first one. You made out with your sister, man. And people are worried about who Han shot or if he shot first or not. But let's get to the brass tacks. Our brother and sister were the sister knew that she was his sister. (laughs) Made out with the dude. So Yoda dies. He's like, all right, I'm out of here. And Obi-Wan shows up. He's like, listen, Luke, what I told you was true from a certain point of view. And he's like, motherfucker, what was certain point of view? That's exactly what he said. <laughs> George Lucas certain, decided to cut that part out, though. A certain, that was in the deleted scene. Yes, it was. Well, a certain point of view. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Once again, they couldn't use oh. that language. So they had to cut that part out. And they're like, whoa, whoa. Well, Mark, honestly, honestly watching bring it back, back a little is bit. So frustrating to be like, well, Luke, 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 listen, uh, what I what I meant to say was uh, your dad was anyways. He was that old pasty fella in that black was, suit. He had sex and sexual intercourse with your mother and was, they produced you and your sister, which was, you had made out with and almost made in a inbred baby. To this point. Welcome to West Virginia, the planet of inbred. <laughs> inbred. Genius. If she's your cousin, it's a pass. If it's your sister, just do it in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get pregnant that way. Oh, uh, I think. <laughs> The fact that, yeah, the plot holes it introduces and that George Lucas, who helped co-write this and also went back and wrote the prequels. Basically, so art. So here are the people that are present when Luke and Leia are born. Obi-Wan, Yoda, (laughs) R2-D2. All three of those were present when they were born. And, and they had been through the movie the whole literally have known them their entire life or serve them from the moment they were born. And none of them well, the mom was there too. Deci- but she died because she, of a broken heart or she lost the will to live or whatever it was. She oh, got, well, she you got know what? Sad and died. I don't Just give the happened. girl food stamps and tell her it's going to be okay, baby. She got real sad and died. Oh, wham, wham, wham. Anyways, I don't know why. I don't. He. He turned out as a fucked up adult. He got gaslighted for three of these movies and then finally was like, well, I guess I'll go on this mission. We're going to go back to probably tease the shit out of him too. Like, dude, your mom's hot. (laughs) Your mom's hot. So like, oh, I'm so confused about family and all and what all this means. I've definitely not made up my, my sister multiple times. Well, you think that like he can project himself places I wonder if he could think of things and project himself, project somebody else there. <laughs> I'm on the other side of the universe. I'm also 30 pounds lighter and I'd stop to dye my hair. 
Yeah, by the way, my sister's here and things are getting a little out of hand. <laughs> That's weird. So they got a they got a knockout of shield generator, Ryan. They're in there in California. <laughs> yeah, okay. Wanted to take it back. Yeah. They're in Knock California the or indoor, whatever it's called. And he's like, Hey Han, why don't you go knock this out? I'm gonna go talk to Vader. Vader's yeah, like You got that man, right? He's like, Yeah. He's kind of sad at this point. He's like, Listen, it's too late for me, man. I I've been doing this for a while. I'm probably just going to keep doing this. I'm just going to be my life's work right I've, here. You know, I've been I've been doing this for 30 years, so I'm probably going to keep doing it. Um, so they go to the emperor, and the emperor is who's barely, he, honestly, is a pivotal character. He was barely in this original trilogy. He had a cameo in the in Empire, and in this, he's in it for like 10 minutes. He's like, "Hey, Luke, why don't you why don't you dark side or whatever with me?" And Luke's like, "Nah." I don't want to do that. And he's like, hey, but your friends are going to die. And he's like, all right, I'm going to fight my dad. Here we go. <laughs> you want to finger paint later? I bet Palpatine was the worst finger painter. Uh, he probably was. I don't. It's, honestly, it seemed like he was a bit tired of the whole thing by this point because his George Lucas was actually Palpatine. We got three movies of him trying to seduce Anakin to the dark side. And he tries to do it to Luke in like 12 minutes in this. Mm-hmm. And then was like, all right, I guess I'll just shock you. Like, but you know, I don't- when you get older, you just like, <laughs> screw it. Just I'm going to shoot my shot. <laughs> he just didn't care. Laid out. It's like, all right, why don't you, I'll, I guess I'll shock you. I don't, it doesn't matter at this point. Does it? I don't, I didn't I, hurt you. Did I Oops. honestly, I'm a bit, sick of this whole thing at this point <laughs> um but i picture him saying it like that family guy character hey i was just wondering if you'll come to the dark side and come over i can't do the voice but you know what i'm saying i do know the, the that cre- weird creepy, creepy next door old, old guy with the dog he's definitely a pedophile yells i yeah honestly some of the stuff with luke and vader in that whole scene was I guess the whole second half of that movie was some of my, you know, favorite parts of this original trilogy, but it's immediately undercut with cutting back to Ewoks and the fucking Ewoks are beating up on the empire because they've got logs and rocks that they're tripping over and they're getting there. And they're like, hey, (sighs) it's they're losing to fucking teddy bears. Like Palpatine literally tells Luke, I've got a legion of my best troops there. And it's like, you know, you sent like the fucking three stooges and they're getting beat their ass kicked by teddy bears. They can't shoot anything. They can't shoot for shit. They're getting they're tripping over rocks. It's it's a mess down there. Like if he I don't know what he did. He would be very upset if he knew what was happening. He really knew. But he's been hands off for a while now, clearly. And he's he's clearly phoning it in. He's like, listen, I did this to your dad. Now I'm going to. He's the CEO's just giving up. Why don't you kill him? Why don't you? You're all dressed in black. Why don't you? I'll give you this red lightsaber. Why don't we do something? Don't mind my cloak moving up and down vertically. (laughs) Don't worry about that. We're on a flight right now and I'm having a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's there's some good moments in this movie, genuinely, but it's immediately. There's a lot of bad ones, too. It is immediately undercut by cutting away to something. Silly. <laughs> well, I think it's probably just also you want to include kids in the movie so it isn't so scary, but at the same time, because that's who you're really selling to is the kids. It is. And but that's what I mean. As an adult, that's what I, it's frustratingly kind of disjointed about watching this now. Is that like the stuff with like Luke and Vader? Like I would have genuinely wanted to see more of their conversations. Like as an adult, I'm more interested in that. Like, but hey, to see him be like, hey, I I know I get done some fucked up shit, but 
I don't know, probably going to do this some more or just, I don't know, people in the universe having an, an actual conversation together instead of. You mean give the characters relationship depth? Yes. Oh, no. Jake, but money. No. Jake, 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 Jake. Space money. fight. <laughs> money, man. Anytime they start to talk about something interesting, we're cutting away to something else. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> no. Hey, dad. Yes, son. You want to have a catch? Cut to the Ewoks. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of my frustration in watching this again, because I was just like. In my head, I remember there being more. There was opportunity. Kind of back missed. and forth there. But there kind of isn't. <laughs> it's kind of that and he's like hey your sister maybe she'll turn i don't know what's her name leia all right <laughs> it there's always think he's gonna turn out some lady you know this guy yeah the part where vader's unmasked or he's well he's basically paralyzed because he his he's thrown uh palpatine, palpatine over the ledge or he's finally been like as he know what fuck this guy <laughs> fuck your cloak Another one of the special edition things that George Lucas decided to go back and enhance this scene. Um, they the scene from episode three where he's like, no, they added that dialogue in <laughs> where Vader's like he's looking back and forth. Are you it's, saying like three this one or like the, three the in Revenge of the Sith where he's yeah. like hey where he puts him in the suit and he's like hey your your wife's dead I guess R two's gone now too uh, damn shit got hard didn't you got to wear this suit and he's like no and he crushes all the stuff yeah they went and added that dialogue into this scene where he's looking between Palpatine and Luke getting electrocuted to death and was like no and picks him up and throws him over mm-hmm. in the original cut that wasn't in there he just picks he looks back and forth a couple times and was like fuck this guy and just picks him up and yeah. tosses you him you know over sometimes left less is more <laughs> it, yes exactly <laughs> i think the audience is smart enough to kind of infer what was going on especially the fact that his head's turning back and forth that many times yeah he didn't need to be to put in two different lines from the prequels in there to enhance that old boys scene. thinking about it over too much. And then he's trying to tie them together. Yeah. Remember how he said no in this one and he says no, the exact yeah. same way. Yeah. It's, it's the same guy. The exact same comic, the scene that's been comically parodied over and over again. I, uh, yeah, there, yeah, there's some great moments in this, but there's some, some not, not so great ones in this. The Would fa- you say this is the best movie out of the trilogy i know no, you i think it's actually the worst one out of the you think it's the worst trilogy. one i think the f- this empire is the best a new hope um is the second best and so this one is the third best although i think the highest moments of this this one are probably some of the best in this original trilogy but the lowest moments are definitely bringing that at that average down enough to where this so things are going yeah. both directions here. yeah the highest highs but also the really lowest, the lowest lows. lows here in this one it's it's just it's disjointed and it feels like there's different kind which, of things that work here and it, it just doesn't which is interesting because people always blast star wars because they're like oh man like oh, the original trilogy is the good. bible but you know you have stuff like this and then whenever you come up with new trilogies you're like well but um, For, did you watch the Return yeah. of the Jedi? Because there was crazy shit happening There's there too. Teddy bears in here. Just yeah, running like around. Teddy grams. 
Makes me want to eat some Teddy Grahams. Yeah, it's so it makes me think really as a person that is self-admittedly a, a huge fan of this franchise. It's like, how many of these movies are good? <laughs> uh, like four out of the nine of them I actually really like. And oh, the that's, rest less of than, them are, that's less than half. The rest I mean, of them are okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's I think that as a franchise as a whole, I'm a fan. But in, in terms of individual elements of these individual films, Thank God oh, for Mandalorian. Yes, yeah, some of them are some of them are good, some of them are bad. But I think it, as an expansive universe, there's a lot of interesting stories to be told. But like you said, the Mandalorian, and I think that's why that kind of storytelling in this universe catches on more so than what well, isn't all some, about this huge picture. It's like random stories scale. where yeah, be like, oh, this is just an interesting universe where these different stories happen. Yeah, and, and then you have this <laughs> common tie where it's the Mandalorian and this baby yoda who we don't know what the fuck his name is fucking adorable <laughs> yeah adorability there old too. yoda you're out new yoda um, you win yeah return of the jedi i think is it does it hold where would you rank it out of the nine <sighs> out of nine <laughs> okay so if i had to rank them in order from my favorite to least favorite empire new hope one and two uh no nah, if i had to go through all nine of them <laughs> I do Empire. Empire Strikes Back is my first one. Uh, the Last Jedi. I'm probably controversial, but it's my second favorite out of all these. My God. A New Hope is third. Uh, probably Revenge of the Sith is fourth. Return of the Jedi is fifth. Um, oh, it's fifth? Fifth out of nine. <laughs> um. Lost my train of thought already. It's okay. It's pretty much a garbage fire after that. Everything else after this is What's the last one? Uh, I think Attack of the Clones is the worst one. Or Rise of Skywalker, maybe. Uh, In terms of my least favorite, I think Phantom Menace is like kind of right above that. Force Awakens is above both of those. You've given us your top nine already. It's a fun fun movie, but it's also kind of a remake of A New Hope and almost every single plot point so yeah it <laughs> we discovered that whenever we watched it we watched it and then you watch this one they watched this one again two weeks ago and you're like yeah but like i've yeah. seen this movie already i've seen this movie Just different names multiple times now <laughs> with different characters if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah that's that's how i'd, I'd rank it this empire is at the top or return of the jedi is kind of in the in the middle in terms you know of the be overall great for picture. them if they started a movie out with somebody who knew they were great, they were like the best. You've seen movies like this where it's like top dog and all of a sudden they get cut down to size and have to work their way back up into the world that they once were a part of to overcome all the problems in it. I think that would be a good direction to go. I mean, it's form. It's a formula that we've seen in a lot of movies, but it's also different for Star Wars. I th- yeah, It would be. And the fact that you're starting like in in the middle of that, and and not going back years later and be like, oh, but here's all the stuff you don't that need led the origin story. We've, no, you don't. We've seen you it really a bunch don't. of times, and I think that's the thing that the MCU is kind of perfected. Like, oh, we don't actually need to explain every character's origin story. Exactly. If we need to address that, we can do like one short flashback, flashback or a single line of dialogue. And you've established everything you need to that you've dedicated that some 
dedicate like an entire movie to do. And it like, gives it oh. some mystery where you can go in and write it later and maybe somebody from the past comes yeah. up that. And I think prequels are kind of in by their nature are inherently uninteresting because you know how the story ends. The story is about how we got to this point. Well, I don't care. Yeah. Really. It's not that important to my enjoyment of it. And it's just kind of milking something. And, you know, we go from here to the prequels where it's, oh, here's how he became Darth Vader. And ultimately, it seemed like George Lucas was kind of going back and forth on that for two and a half movies. And then all of a sudden he goes from I'm a Jedi to murdering children in within about 10 minutes. You got to so, do what you got to do. You, you know, know I'm, all I'm saying is you had three movies to lay that out and it re- and you waited till like the last 30 minutes of that third movie to be like Darth Vader. <laughs> He's a <It's>, terrible person. <laughs> he became a terrible person in the last 30 minutes. <laughs> And be like, oh, well, I guess I'll do this for 30 years until I die. And that's that's where I'm at. That's that's my story. <laughs> I'm pasty as hell. Yeah. Well, anyways, that's Return of the Jedi. That's the original Star Wars trilogy. We've done it. We've done. We've done two trilogies of Star done, Wars now. And we have indeed. We've done Mandalorian and Return of the Clones. Will we go? <laughs> will we go back to the prequels? Let's see how long COVID nineteen stretches on. How much we should we, we hang we, ourselves? What do you think? Give us five stars. We, give us five stars, and we'll consider not doing it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I. It, from here on out, it gets it gets worse. <laughs> that's the spirit tons of spit-off comics and books that are 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 pretty bad from this point it really spawned two ewok movies the the christmas special happened in between the first two i think we watched that here one time or we We watched watched snippets and pieces yes and oh boy yeah not that great i would say it's absolutely terrible no yes no yes 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 i would agree but that's that's the original Star Wars trilogy, guys. We hope hope you enjoyed it. It's been interesting for us to go back down memory lane and kind of re-examine these movies in a different sort of light than we've done before. But uh, some of it holds up, some of it you know, doesn't. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry to say, but there's some bad You're not stuff. Sorry, there's some bad stuff liar. in this too, <laughs> especially this third one. 